Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt, a classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow, but I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com Mike. It's Saturday, June 10th. Do you know what day it is? It's today in Sports Bay. Hello and welcome to the show, the weekend edition. I'm your host, Doug Reed, and as always, you can find me at Doug underscore Reed 34 on Twitter. Uh, always open and interested and welcome feedback, thoughts, comments. And if you haven't already, please go to your podcast provider and rate and review the show. Helps me out, helps our crew at Sports, Sports Ethos out, and would be much appreciated. If you haven't uh, yet, please go to sportsethos.com and check out our site. Lots of interesting um, information there, whether you're into wagering, whether you're into fantasy sports, DFS, across every major sport. Uh, we've got European basketball podcasts. Um, we've got disc golf. We've got information on a litany of sports, and we're only growing. So check out sportsethos.com. Ton of information there, a ton of reasonable packages too for um, some of our paid services. So definitely worth checking out. Before we get to um, well, one game in Stanley Cup final tomorrow, and a full fifteen game slate in baseball. But the Denver Nuggets just took a three one lead in the NBA Championship Series, and I called Denver in six. I'm going to stick to it, although I'm probably going to be wrong. Um, I think they go back. I think they probably win. If you ask me right now, I think they probably win and uh, back in Denver. But uh, they just won 108.95. So they won by 13. The spread was Denver minus three. Covered that. I had that in a personal bet, so quite happy there. 203 is the total. The total closed about 211. So in other, in other under, I think that's the third under of the series. Um, just to recap, Denver won the first game 104.93. So they won by 11. Covered that spread. 197 was the total went under. Miami came back as about eight-point underdog, won 111-108. So they won by three, but easily covered that. 219 was the total. Uh, I think the total was about 215 in that game, so that game went over, the only one that went over. Game three in Miami, the Nuggets won 109-94, so they won by 14, easily covering, and 203 was the total. And then tonight, 
108.95. They won by 13, easily covering the minus three total and 203 going well under. So as it stands right now, uh, I think the Nuggets opened at about minus eight and a half. Oh, sorry, minus eight and a half. Uh, and that move, number seems to be click, kicking up quick. It's at minus nine right now. Two hundred seven and a half is the total. I'm actually going to sit and watch this. Um, I'm probably going to be on the Heat. Little contrarian. I don't think uh, Spolstra and old Jimmy Buckets roll over and pack this one in yet. Uh, I don't think they win necessarily. But I think they keep the game close, and if not, maybe garbage time, desperation time, they kind of keep it close. So if this thing gets to 9.5, um, I don't know if it gets to 10, but if it gets to 9.5, I'm definitely on the heat. And I might even grab the heat at 9. So um, has been not really an interesting final, uh, the way Denver is winning and dominating. But Jokic and Murray are playing fantastic, and it's going to be fun to see. I think the Nuggets win their first championship ever, so uh, will be interesting to see. In the NHL, we have Game 4 of the Stanley Cup Final. Vegas won their first two games at home, 5-2 and then 7-2, and then Florida won the other night at home, 3-2 in overtime. This game is currently Vegas is plus 100 on the money line and Florida minus 120. Total here is 6. And I went with the Knights last game. I won the Knights in game two um, on the puck line. So minus one and a half. And I won that at plus 190. Went with the Knights last game at uh, an even plus 100 on the money line. Lost that one. I'm going back to the Knights again. I've already grabbed this on DraftKings at plus 100. Uh, I think the better team, last game down, came down, last game came down to overtime. Uh, they were they're leading most of the game. And I think they're the better team. And I'm happy to take them on the money line again. I might look to Mark Stone over two and a half shots that cashed for me yesterday or the other day for a prop. I think he's hit this in five straight games and six of his last seven in the playoffs. He's basically on the uh, first line power play, second line right winger, uh, first line power play, and second line penalty kill. And late in the game, he's on the ice as well. So he right now is second to Jack Eichel in minutes per game of the forwards. I think he's fourth on the team, so two defensemen ahead of him. But he is second to Jack Eichel in minutes, and it's just under 20 minutes a game. So he's on the ice basically a third of the game. Second line winger, first line power play, second line power uh, PK, penalty kill. And he's going to be on the ice late in the game if they're up or they're down. Unless it's a blowout one way or the other, he's going to be on the ice. So um, shot total right now, uh, the prop is over 2.5, minus 110. Probably going to be on that. It's definitely worth, uh, worth looking at tomorrow. So we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to hit the diamond for 15 games. Got some interesting plays. Um, a lot of games kind of fading, but some interesting plays, I think. And we'll get there in a second. And on to the diamond. Obviously, a full slate of games starting in the afternoon and running in the evening. 15 games, every team in action. We start at 110 in the East in Detroit, where the Arizona Diamondbacks are in town to play the Tigers. You can get the road D-backs at minus 135. The National League West leading D-backs at minus 135. You get the home Tigers at plus 115. Total here is nine, juice to the under at minus 120. 
Ryan Nelson starts the righty uh, for Arizona, 61 to third innings, 5.40 ERA, 1.49 whip. And the lefty Matthew Boyd goes from Detroit, 53 and a third innings, 5.57 ERA, 1.35 whip. Uh, I actually grabbed Arizona at minus 130. I don't traditionally like playing a lot of money lines at this range, uh, but Arizona's been playing well. Big win today. I got them on the money line, uh, the run line today. And this is more of a fade of Matthew Boyd. So when I look at the numbers against left-handed pitching, so Arizona is going against Boyd, who's a lefty. And Arizona's been hitting um, lefties fairly well. Batting average, I'm just trying to pull up the stats. Batting average, they're hitting 270 against lefties, which is the eighth best in Major League Baseball. 323 on base percentage, which puts them at 16th. So basically mid-pack. Decent on-base percentage and a 429 slugging against lefties puts them at number 12. So top third of the league, basically, in the triple slash line against lefties. Flip that around, and how is Detroit doing against righties, which Ryan Nelson is? Now, Ryan Nelson's not a great righty, but he is a righty. And when we look at batting average, Detroit Tigers, 28th in the league. Third worst at 218. 218 batting average against righties. 296 on base percentage. That is the third worst as well. 335 slugging percentage. Now we know the Tigers don't have a whole lot of power, but 335 slugging percentage. The worst in baseball. Third worst average. Third worst on base percentage. Worst slugging percentage. Ryan Nelson's not a great pitcher. He's been doing all right. And. Matthew Boyd has struggled, and I think Arizona clearly has a better lineup. So to get them at minus 130, I am on that. The run line at plus 125 for Arizona, probably not a bad bet either. I grabbed that tonight and I won with that, but staying away from it uh, for tomorrow. Next game in Chicago. I think this is very interesting. Actually, I think this is a very interesting pitching matchup. Two inconsistent pitchers, but I think they both have the ability to show up. So what will happen? In Chicago, the White Sox host the Miami Marlins. You can get the home White Sox at plus 100. The road Marlins as the favorite at minus 120. Total here is 8, minus 110 on both sides. And the reason the Marlins are favored is Sandy Alcantara, their ace, who has not been pitching like an ace, is on the hill. 76 in the third innings, 5.07 ERA, 1.22 whip. Going against Michael Kopech. Uh, a much heralded prospect a few years ago and who's kind of struggled in the last year and a bit. 68 and two-thirds, 4.33 ERA, 1.18 whip, 79 strikeouts and 68 and two-thirds. And Kopech's been doing well. When I pull up his numbers recently, um, sorry, the last few games, he's, he's, he's pitched good but not great. Uh, against Detroit, seven innings, three hits, two earned runs. Impressive, but Detroit's a struggling offense. Against the Angels, four and third, five hits, four earned runs. And then before that, they had a couple good games. But against Cleveland, six innings, two hits, no earned runs. Not a great offense. Against Kansas City, eight innings, one hit, no earned run. He carried a no-hitter there uh, in like the seventh, had 10 strikeouts there. Part of that against Houston, uh, four and two-thirds, one hit, two earned runs. So he's been doing better. Uh, the question is consistency with him, and Alcantara has really struggled all year. Won, won the won the National League Cy Young last year, and everybody, myself included, thought he was going to come in and 
be in the running for it again this year, but not even close. His recent outings against Oakland, seven innings, his last outings uh, at home in Miami, Pitchers Park, seven innings, six hits, five earned runs, no walks, seven strikeouts. Part of that against San Diego, um, six in the third, five hits, four earned runs, five walks, which is uncharacteristic for him, three strikeouts. At Colorado before that, uh, actually good in, good outing for being at Colorado. Six six innings, four hits, two earned runs. Before that, at San Francisco, five and two-thirds, five hits, four earned runs. Prior to that versus Cincinnati, at home versus Cincinnati, seven and two-thirds, seven hits, six earned runs. He has not um, found his stride yet. And I think everybody thinks he will. I think everybody's giving him a great big mulligan. I'm not really sure that I'm there on that. If you get the, so I kind of like the home White Sox at plus 100. I'm not on it yet. I'm going to look at this closer tomorrow. Um, but I think I'll take the Sox. I don't like their bats, but I don't like Miami's bats either. Um, both these teams are struggling offensively. And I just think Kopech, Kopech is actually pitching a little better when I look at it. And Alcantara is getting by on reputation and name after winning Scion last year. So if anything, I'd lean to the White Sox. Next game in St. Louis, where the Cards host the Reds. You get the home Cards at minus 165 and a money line. The road, Reds at plus 140. Total here is 8.5, juice to the over at minus 125. So obviously money's coming in on the over, and runs are expected to score. I'm going to expect this is, this game is probably going to go up to 9 uh, pretty quickly when I'm looking at the splits here. Well, it only shows me about 60% of the bets, 51% of the money coming in on the over. But nonetheless, when it's juiced on DraftKings, at least, it's juiced to minus 125. So probably leading to the over soon. On the hill for Cincinnati is their young lefty, Andrew Abbott. Just pitched one game, six innings, four walks, six strikeouts, 0.83 RA, 0.83 whip, and zero ERA. One game, good prospect coming up. St. Louis, on the other hand, has uh, Miles Michaelis, 74 and two-thirds inning, 3.74 ERA, 1.34 whip. But that doesn't tell the story. I mean, those are pretty, I don't want to say pedestrian numbers, but decent numbers. Uh, but he was brutal to start the year. Uh, when you look at his game log, in, he has given up his last game against Pittsburgh, five innings, 10 hits, two earned runs. Prior to that against KC, not a good offense, but eight innings, three hits, no earned runs. Against at Cincinnati, not a great offense, but waking up, but a, a, a tough park to pitch in. Seven innings, five hits, no earned runs. Against the Dodgers, seven innings, six hits, three earned runs. At Boston, six hits, four, sorry, four hits, one earned run in six innings. He's pitched well lately. Um, I don't want to say he's back to what he's done. You know what? Even last year he struggled, but I think he's becoming a above average pitcher again. And... Abbott is a good-looking prospect. Got him on my fantasy team, so I'm hoping he does well. But I'm not sure that he's going to be able to consistently um, pitch the way he did in his first game and shut down the cards. So cards at minus 165. I can't buy that. Eight and a half. If anything, I would lean to uh, the under. And actually, I'm not really sure I'd lean to the under. Cincinnati has been hitting well, and... Um, St. Louis, obviously, uh, an offense that has, has struggled to start the year, but, but but doing better lately. And 
If anything, I would lean towards the run line. Uh, and when I see that score bet, it's at plus 125. So I'm going to be on that. DK is at plus 120. I'm actually going to take the cards on the run line here. I think uh, Michaelis can shut down Cincinnati. He's been pitching well lately, and Abbott is still a question mark. Young prospect, but against a veteran cards lineup, can you really shut them down? He's going on Saturday, so you're going to get the full lineup. This one's Sunday. Uh, when they traditionally rest some players, it might be a little different story. But it's a Saturday. Going to get the full lineup, I think. And I think Michaelis is going to do well. So I'm going to actually take the home cards on the run line. And like I said, I got a plus 125 in score bet. So I'm going to go with that one. Next game in Colorado, where the Rockies are facing the Padres. You can get the road Padres at minus 130 in the money line. Home pot, uh, Rockies at plus 110. Total is 12. Choose to the over at minus 115. So surprise, surprise, money is coming in on the over. And for Colorado, you get Kyle Freeland, the lefty. 71 innings, 4.06 ERA, 1.24 whip. 17 walks, which is good, but 44 strikeouts in 71 innings. Definitely pitching to contact, and that can be a challenge in Colorado. Ryan Weathers, the lefty uh, for San Diego. 35 and a third innings, 5.09 ERA, 1.53 whip. So you can see why the total is high at 12 and the number's going over. Uh, Potter's at minus 130 on the money line, and the Rockies are plus 110. Stay away from me. I'm not really sure. You can, you can get the Padres on the run line at plus 115. Run line in Colorado is a little more safe. Not really safe, but a little bit better bet because a lot of runs scored. Better chance the team is going to win, win by two runs or more. But really stay away from me. Don't really like either pitcher. And both offenses are kind of questionable to me. Not questionable, but in Colorado there. Next game, we are in Philadelphia where the Dodgers continue their series. And you can get to just pull this game up. You can get the, oh, sorry. You can get the Phillies behind Aaron Nola at minus 110. And the Road Dodgers behind Bobby Miller. You can also get them at minus 110. So basically a coin flip of the game. And total here is nine, just the under minus 115. Expected to be not a pitcher's battle or a pitcher's duel, but uh, not a huge scoring game. Miller, the righty, the young righty for the Dodgers in his two major league starts, 17 innings, 1.06 ERA, just four walks, 16 strikeouts, 0.76 whip. He's done quite well. Aaron Nola, uh, 81 two-thirds innings, 4.3 ERA, 1.08 whip. And Miller has looked good, and Nola has been good this season, but kind of inconsistent. And I'm actually going to be on the so it's a coin flip game, and I'm actually on the Dodgers run line at uh, sorry the Dodgers money line. I got it at minus one hundred five in FanDuel earlier. It's minus one ten in DK. So basically anything minus one ten or better. Uh, I like the Dodgers bats, and Miller's been pitching well. Nola uh, has also been pitching well, but not spectacular. Trying to pull up how these guys are doing against right-handed pitching. Against right-handed pitching, the uh, the Dodgers have the sorry. There we go. Uh, against right uh, oh, against right-handed pitching, both teams are doing well. Actually, as I look at this, uh, Philly has 
262 uh, average, which is uh, fourth best, a 332 on base percentage, which is also fourth best, and a slugging of 413, so not quite as much power, but doing well, and that puts him about 13th. Uh, for the Dodgers, their batting average is 247, but that they've actually come on a lot lately. So the 247 puts them at 14th. Uh, which is slightly above average, but not great, obviously. 333 on base percentage, third best against righties. And a 452 slugging is third best as well. So I think they have the ability to get to Nola. And I think Miller, new pitcher, Philly hasn't seen him yet, uh, has the ability to shut them down. Not, not, not shut them down, but, but keep the game close. And. I just like the Dodgers' offense. I mean, the Dodgers, I know they're tra- trailing Arizona in the NL West, but uh, I think they're I think they're going to win the NL West. I just think they've struggled a little out of the gate. When I look at the numbers here, I see for the Dodgers, 52% of the bets are on their money line, 75% of the money. Even on the run line, 42% of the bets, 91% of the money. That's a huge discrepancy. So I'm not on the run line there, but I'm going to take the Dodgers on the money line. Got them at 105, even if, minus 105. Even if it's minus 110, I would be taking that as well. Next game is in Pittsburgh, where the Pirates host the Mets. You can get the road Mets at minus 130 to home Pirates at plus 110. Kodai Senga is on the bump for the Mets, the ready. 57 and two-thirds, 3.75 ERA, 36 walks, way too many, 73 strikeouts. His ghost fork is spinning. He's been really interesting to watch. When he's on, he's untouchable. Unfortunately, when people are laying it off, he's walking too many, or laying off his pitch, he's walking too many guys and giving up too much contact. So he's a 1.44 whip. Johan Oviedo on the flip side for the Pirates, 65 innings, 4.29 ERA, 1.48 whip. Um, Came out of the gate hot, struggled for a while, seems to have regained his form. I was going to be on the Mets here, uh, but at minus 130, I don't think I can back him. So I think Oviedo is pitching better, and you never know what Senga you're going to get. So uh, minus 130 is a little high, uh, too much for me to lay. The run line for the Mets is minus is plus 120. Not going to be on that because I think their bats are struggling as well. Next game in Baltimore. Oh. Sorry, in Baltimore, where the Royals continue their series, these struggling Royals can't really get a feel for these guys. You want to fade them all the time, kind of like Oakland, but they tend to come back and bite you in the butt. So haven't done it a lot lately. You get the homos at minus 165 in the money line. The road Royals at plus 140. Total here is nine, just to the under, minus 120. Going for Kansas City, Brady Singer, the righty, 6.45 ERA, 1.55 whip. He is not being good. So you want to back Baltimore. Baltimore's a better team. KC's been struggling. On the bump for Baltimore, lefty Cole Irving, 13 inning. 13 innings, so hard to get a feel for, but 10.38 ERA and even 2.00 whip. Not uh, too small sample size, I get it, but Cole Irvin traditionally hasn't been that strong a pitcher. And when I look deeper into Brady Singer's numbers, I was going to fade him. I was even looking at the first five over. 
Then all of a sudden, he's pitched all right the last couple games. First, Colorado. Again, it's Colorado on the road. Five and two-thirds, five hits, no earned runs, no walks, seven strikeouts. That's a pretty impressive line. I don't care who you're playing. You're playing against a major league team. Uh, less than a hit in, hit in inning, no earned runs, no walks, and more than a strikeout in inning. Part of that against Washington, which is a decent team against lefties. Five innings, four hits, two earned runs, three walks, six strikeouts. Uh, against Detroit and San Diego before that, got hit around a little, and he's been hit prior to that. So I definitely lean towards Baltimore. Just their offense has been struggling a little, and I'm not really sure Irvin is going to be able to shut down Kansas City as bad as KC is. When I pull up their numbers against the lefties, um, I think they're actually a little bit better against lefties, but they're still god-awful. Batting average, 241. That is... Sorry, where did he go here? Yep, 21st, tied for 21st. Uh, On-base percentage, 311. Probably about in the same range. Uh, 22nd. Slugging percentage, 396 against lefties. Not good either. 21st. So they are in the bottom third against lefties. But I don't know that I'd say Cole Irvin is an elite lefty. So can't drop minus 165 on the O's. Cannot play the run line at plus 120 being the home team. Going to stay away. Next game, 4-10 in the East. I actually think this is going to be an interesting game. And I am on Texas as they are in Tampa Bay. Coin flip, minus 110 on either side. Total here is 8, juice to the over at minus 115. Nathan Evaldi starts, the righty starts for Texas. 80 and a third innings, 2.24 ERA, 0.93 whip. Taz Bradley, the young righty for Tampa, goes 35 innings, 3.6 ERA, 1.17 whip. And two of the best offenses against righties, the two best offenses uh, against righties, just put that in perspective, batting average. Texas is number two at 267. Tampa is number seven at 257. On base percentage against righties. Tampa is number one at 335. Texas is number six, 331. Slugging percentage against righties. Tampa, number one at 459. Texas, number two at 454. They're both crushing right handed pitching. Uh, I just have more faith in Eovaldi, the veteran. He's been doing well. He's had a really good year. And I think that can continue. And Bradley is a good-looking good young prospect for sure, but I'm not really sure. Um, I'm not really sure that he's going to be able to get to Tampa's uh, the Rangers lineup. Sorry, they've been they've been uh, hitting really well lately, and I just like the way they're playing. And I think Evaldi, the veteran, can work his way through. And actually, Tampa's interesting thing here is Tampa's. Um, Trying to find their bullpen ERA. You know, Tampa traditionally has a great bullpen, but this year, here we go. Um, this year, they've been struggling. Not that Texas is any great shakes either. But when I look at bullpen ERA, um, Tampa, who is traditionally, you know, top one or two, is 21st at 4.21. 
Now, as I say that, Texas is 23rd at 4.56, but we won't talk about that. Um, point being is that I don't think Tampa's, or obviously Tampa's uh, bullpen is not as strong as it used to be, and Texas is a bit of shambles as well. I just think Evaldi's a better pitcher right now. Bradley's a good pitcher, young pitcher, but hasn't established himself. Evaldi has, and he's doing well. His numbers are better. He's got a, the, the, the experience behind him in a big game like this, and I just back Evaldi as a better pitcher. I think the offenses are a bit of a wash, and I think Texas can get to uh, Bradley. So I'm taking the Rangers on the money line at minus 110. And frankly, that plus 160 run line is pretty juicy as well. Might look at that a little bit tomorrow. Milwaukee hosts the surging Oakland A's tomorrow at 410. And for Milwaukee, you can get Julio Tehran on the hill. And you can get the journeyman, Paul Blackburn, for Oakland. Brewers, minus 190 in the money line. Uh, the A's, plus 160. Total here is 9, juice to the over at minus 120. Much as I want to play this game, I like Tehran. I like Milwaukee. Can't weigh minus 190. Uh, the run line is plus 100. I might look at that. If that gets more to plus 110, plus 115, I do it. If it goes down to negative, I won't do it. Generally, a pass for me. Tehran comes in 17 to third innings, 1.56 ERA, 0.92 whip. Too small sample size, but he's been a decent major league pitcher over the years, so I think he can keep a bad open lineup in check. Blackburn comes in with an even less uh, stats. Nine innings, six ERA, 6.00 ERA, 1.67 whip. Um, not not much reading there, but obviously Milwaukee's offense, both righties, Milwaukee's offense is much better against uh, than Oakland's, and I think Tehran is a better pitcher than Blackburn, but again, kind of a stay away. The next game is in Atlanta, where the Braves host the Nats. Washington Nationals, minus, one, minus 190 on the money line for the Braves. And the Nationals, you can get them at plus 160 on the buyback. Total here is 10, just equally to minus 110 on both sides. For Atlanta, you get lefty Jared Schuster, 32 thirds innings, 4.99 area, 1.34 whip. You get Mackenzie Gore, the lefty for Washington. 64 innings, 3.66 ERA, 1.42 whip. So let's just look how these guys have been doing against lefties. So at first blush, I know Washington hits lefties well. So I'm thinking, eh, you know what, maybe plus 160, that's a hell of a, hell of a number. Uh, looks pretty good. And Washington does hit lefties well. Their batting average is 292, which puts them second, uh, sorry, second, fifth overall. Who's first overall? Atlanta Braves. That's a bit of a problem. They're on base percentage for Washington, 357. Third overall. Pretty good. Who's second overall? Uh, that'd be the Braves, 363. And their slugging puts them at, is at 430, which puts them 11th overall. Impressive against lefties. Who's number one? The Braves, 546. There's no way I can get to. Uh, I like Mackenzie Core over Jared Schuster for sure. Uh, young pitcher has some has some walk issues. Uh, hence his whip is a little higher, 1.42. Um, but 80 strikeouts in 64 innings. He's a good looking young prospect. Not sure he's going to be the star that he uh, was 
predicted to be. And Jared Schuster hasn't really shown a whole lot yet, but the Braves are just crushing lefties. So I'm not really sure. If anything, I would take, I would look at the Braves' run line at plus 105. They're just hitting lefties so well. Schuster scares me away, though. Next game, third last game of the day, 6-10 in the East. The Guardians of Cleveland play host to the Astros of Houston. You can get the Guardians at minus 130 in the money line. The road strows at minus, or plus 110. Total here was eight, juiced to both sides at minus 110. JP France starts for Houston. Uh, 34 innings, 3.44 ERA, 1.15 whip. Having a good year, just nine walks, 29 strikeouts. Tristan McKenzie makes his second start of the year, so irrelevant of what his stats are. Five innings, didn't give up a run, 0.4 whip, 10 strikeouts. Um, both righties, we, when we pull up how they are doing against righties, I actually like uh, Houston because when we pull up Batting average against righties. Houston is doing well. Not great. Uh, sorry. I thought I had this number before me. But the flip side of it is that um, Cleveland's struggling. I mean, Cleveland's just not hitting anybody. Although they're hitting, they're hitting 240. So they're 20th in batting average against righties. Uh, 305 on base percentage against righties puts them... 25th and a 360 slugging percentage puts them 28th. They are not hitting at all against righties. And Houston is Houston. Uh, Alvarez has sat out the last couple games. I think he's expected back tomorrow. And Altuve is obviously back. And I just can't get my head around. Um, Backing the Guardians at minus 130. I mean, Tristan McKenzie is a good pitcher, but I actually like the Astros as I look at this. And plus 110 on the money line. Uh, you're taking a very good team, very good hitting team. J.P. France has done well. You know, 34 innings, 3.44 ERA, 29 strikeouts, so less than a strikeout inning, but 1.15 whip. He's had some good games. I'm leaning towards Houston here, and I kind of like them on the uh, plus money line at plus 110. So I think I'm going to be on that. Not on it yet, but I think I'm going to be on that. Second last game is the best rivalry in baseball, although I'm a San Francisco Giants fan. So the Dodgers and Giants are a pretty damn good one, too. Um, but I'm also a Toronto homer, so I got some uh, rivalry, rivalries with the Jays. Anyways, let's not discuss that right now. Yankees and Red Sox is the best rivalry in baseball, probably the best rivalry in all sports, frankly. And we get the home Yankees minus 125 in the money line. The road Sox at plus 105. Total here is 8.5. Juicy the over, minus 115. And you can get Tanner Houck, the young righty, or fairly young righty for Boston, on the bump, 57 and two-thirds innings, 5.46 ERA, 1.32 whip, going against Domingo Herman, 61 innings, 3.69 ERA, 0.95 whip for the Yankees. Minus 125 is a little steep for me to pay. Plus 160 is a nice-looking run line, but... Boston has a good hitting team, as do the Yankees, but uh, Judge is out, and they are much depleted. So uh, I like Houck sometimes, 
but I'm not really sure I can back it in New York against the Yankees. So this game is a total stay away from me. Last game of the night, back and forth on this one. The Angels are hosting the Mariners in this AL West division battle. You can get the home Angels minus 150 on the money line. The road M's at plus 130. Total here is nine, just the over at minus 120. Seattle starts Brian Wu for his second game in the majors. And um, if you listen to my show before, you've heard me talk about small sample size and how it's kind of irrelevant, especially with starting pitcher. And um, this is pretty much how you define this right now. Brian Wu is 0-1. He's had one loss. He pitched two innings. He gave up one walk, four strikeouts. He has a 27 ERA. And so he gave up three runs in that inning. And, no, sorry, pitched two innings. Uh, and a 4.00 whip. He got rocked. Rocked. Patrick Sandoval, on the other hand, uh, the lefty for Anaheim. Or, sorry, Los Angeles. Angels of Anaheim. That's what they used to go by. 58 and two-thirds, 4.14 ERA or zero whip. Has not been doing great. 40, uh, I like Sandoval. Uh, he's a lefty. He's been doing fairly well. When I pull up Seattle's numbers against lefties, they have struggled. So against lefties, the Mariners are hitting uh, 229. And that puts them not terrible, but, well, yeah, pretty terrible. 27th. Uh, overall in the majors out of 30 teams. Their on-base percentage, 299. If you can't get above 300, that's pretty bad too. 27th on-base percentage. And 378 slugging puts them at 26th. So they are definitely struggling against left-handed pitching. And I think Sandoval can shut them down. I think the Angels' offense can get to woo. It's just so hard to tell. He pitched one game, he got rocked. It's one game. Um... He's not going to be a rock like that every game, but I kind of like the Angels. I can't back them at minus 150, but in a run line of plus 130, that may in fact be where I'm looking. So if anything, it's going to be Angels on the run line, but I'm not really sure yet. So that's the games on the diamond. Um, recap the NBA. I'm on Las Vegas tonight at plus 100, looking at the Mark Stone overshot total. On a few games uh, in the majors, I'm going to wait till the um, uh, some of the props come out tomorrow morning, Saturday morning, and see if there's anything interesting there or any first five totals. But a few games, a few signs that I like. Hope you enjoyed the show. Hope you got some angles, some ideas, some thoughts that you can make some money and that we can all make some money on this day in sports betting. Overdraft fees are just the worst. Get up to $200 in fee-free overdraft with a Chime checking account. Sign up today at Chime.com slash Goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply.